Welcome to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Brandon. And with you, as always, is Tyler. Tyler, I am so excited about this episode. So excited. We are making a major change in what we're doing on this episode in the format, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But I'm pumped. Are you? I'm excited. We're going to switch it up, uh, as you just mentioned. We'll talk about it here in just a minute. But the big question on everyone's mind is... How was your week, and how was Disney? Um, you know, I got back from my vacation from Disney World. Uh, we went during the Thanksgiving holiday and all through the weekend and part of the next week. So it put me behind on my Christmas decorating, Tyler. And as you know, you showed up to the our home studio today and saw my work. I did a lot of work. I decorated two trees. I did all kinds of outdoor lighting. It was a lot of work, to say the least. But it got done. I am Clark Griswold. <laughs> That's you know, what, it's like, it's not I am Spartacus, it's I am Clark Griswold. That's what I was getting ready to say. It looks just <laughs> like the Griswolds out here. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I've spent most of my time doing, just trying to catch up and do my Chris, Christmas decorating, doing some shopping, stuff like that. What about you? That's great. Uh, well, you know, v- very exciting week uh, this week. I had a uh, a virtual workshop this week for my job. Yeah, You know, before the pandemic, you know, when you got to go to trainings, you know, you got to fly out to dc or new orleans but now they have all these trainings everything's virtual obviously because they don't want to make s- sense. send you anywhere mm-hmm. so i got to send a, an online workshop uh that was four hours a day for for an entire <laughs> week so uh had had about 20 hours of uh just stuff that would probably bore everyone to tears if i got a lot of government regulation type stuff tyler and, you bored me to tears when you said virtual <laughs> workshop i thought oh my goodness i feel so sorry for you <laughs> are you okay i mean do you think you'll snap out of it now i mean that's a that's a pretty heavy blow to take yeah it's it's very disappointing you know when i first started my job you know they're like yeah in your first year we always send all the new people you know to you know some city and you get to go to this work and I'm like that sounds awesome you know get a free trip you know hotel sounds good to me. sign me up yeah get, get a, a you know a week of peace and quiet and sleeping in late and not having to get up when the kids get up. It sounds sounds amazing. Yeah, sign me up for that. I'm all uh, for it. Then, of course, 2020 hit, and, you know, I'm doing it from my, the uh, closet of my upstairs bedroom <laughs> now instead. So It's just as good as a hotel, like in a five-star <laughs> resort, Tyler. Right. What are you complaining about? No, I don't know. You know, it's just as good to me. <laughs> sure. Well... well you know, we've got a lot going on this episode. We're going to do some pop culture stuff. We're going to talk about sports. We've got a really interesting, fun topic segment uh, where we're going to discuss our biggest, uh, what would you call it, Tyler? Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure songs. This I'm really interested to see what you got, and I'm interested to see what our audience says when we post this on Facebook so, or, you know, so we can hear what everybody has to say. But we're going to reveal our top five. Each of us. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a little draft. We'll, we'll go oh. back and forth, just, just like the NBA draft. But as far as the show itself, here's the biggest change. So usually me and Tyler will just sit here and we will have our bourbon and we will just talk for an hour. Right, Tyler? Yes. In this case, we've decided to switch it up. And this is actually something that we've wanted to do the entire time. And you can verify that for me. This is the, the first thing we talked about when we first started doing this show was to do this format. And what we're going to do, if you're watching this on video right now, you'll see a list of topics on one side of the screen. And as we go, the topic we're talking about will be highlighted. We are going to run through each topic that is highlighted for, what, roughly 90 seconds or so, and really try to get down to the meat of the matter, give our opinions, and move on. People want their information fast, Tyler. Fast and furious, yeah. We, we will cover everything in the time it takes Nicolas Cage to steal a car. <laughs> 
Not at this rate. We're not. We're not <laughs> off to good. But it's going to be fun, Tyler. Um, I'm really excited about it. And I say we just get started. I think for segment one, let's do a little bit of uh, news and culture. How about that? Okay. Yeah. We're we're going to save the sports till the end on today's show. Yeah. And as recording, we're recording this on a Saturday as well during the UK South Carolina football game too, which is an interesting time to record. And we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna yeah. catch that too. But uh, without further ado. Let's just get into the topic. Let's, Tyler. let's do it. Let's head to the rundown. All, all right. So the the first thing, our rundown, the COVID tip line, Tyler, I don't know if you've heard about this, but the COVID tip line is a line where people can call in and basically complain or report people that are not following COVID regulations. So if your neighbor or your friends are not following, you can call on them. On Monday, a decision came down and Daniel Cameron's office, the attorney general, Daniel Cameron, mm-hmm. released a statement saying that you can call that COVID tip line, but you may not remain anonymous. Meaning, Ooh. if you call and report somebody, you are, um, you know, it's basically open record. What say you, Tyler? What do you think about that? About the tip line and not remaining anonymous? This is crazy. What what happened to whistleblower protection? And <laughs> I mean, I feel like in every other area of life, you can report wrongdoings without being. Am I wrong about that? Is is this applied to every other? area of life because i you know i always thought you could report a crime without the criminal knowing it was you like well heck i'm not going to report it if everybody knows who i am now uh am am i going to get banned from walmart or target (laughs) if i they're going to have a picture of me up do not let this guy yeah i'm a little concerned about it i think if you want people to actually use the tip line this is a really bad decision because it actually encourages the complete opposite the reason people like reporting their neighbors having a barbecue in their backyard was because they thought their neighbor would never find out now when the neighbor gets reported and they get a nasty gram in the mail or the police show up they can say huh let me see who did that (laughs) oh my next door neighbor oh bob And then you come out the next day and your tires are slashed, right? So mm-hmm. I, if it's the law, it's the law. If, if they want to change the law, do that. But I don't think if the goal is to report people that it's a good decision. Personally, I don't like the reporting anyway. I would never rat on my neighbor. Snitches get stitches, Tyler. You know that. I've never given anybody stitches, but that's what I was told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you did not sound threatening at all there. Um, but this, <laughs> this is... I don't know. Like, you can agree or disagree with the fact whether there should be a tip line. That that's a whole other debate. But to to have to require the person to be able to know who you are, that just seems like there's going to be a lot of retaliation that's going to be made. Nice way to put it. I don't Tom. like it. Yep. All right. Next topic. Brandon, Democrats in the Kentucky House of Representatives were outraged this week. Hmm. Would you like to know why? Sure. They were outraged because there was an orientation done this week for all the newly elected legislators. Republicans and Democrats came in for their orientation. Okay. And none of the newly elected Republican legislators were wearing masks. Hmm. And the Democrats are very upset about it. Brandon, what say you? Should should they be upset? Should the Republicans have been wearing masks? Look, I'm all for taking precautions. We're all wearing masks now. I was just down in Disney World, and they actually, if you walk down uh, in the Disney rides and you have it below your nose, they will stop you and personally just tell you to pull it up. Everybody's doing it. Just suck it up. Take precautionary measures. There's a vaccine coming. The first doses of that are coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks, supposedly, assuming it gets approved. We're at like the very end here. Don't let's just not screw it up. Suck it up. Put it on. It's become a political issue. I hate the fact that it's political. Just put it on. It's not a big deal now. We're almost at the end. But yep. that's just me. 
I, I like that you said suck it up. Absolutely. Suck it up, buttercups. I mean, it is it is a mask. I didn't say buttercups. Well, I added the buttercup okay. in. I think that makes it sound a little better. <laughs> um, but this is, it's like you said, it's everything has become a political issue. I did not think that wearing a mask, if you had told me in 2019 that the one of the biggest political debates between Republicans and Democrats would be whether or not we should wear a mask in public. I would have said you were crazy. And this is what it is. It is absolutely crazy. Uh, there, There is scientific research has proven that wearing a mask is effective at preventing the spread of COVID-19. It is, sci- it is science, Brandon. Bill Nye, the science guy, says wear a mask. Oh, God. Well, now so- you've just turned off. Now people are not going to wear it because of that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, just do it. We're at the end. It wouldn't hurt. It's not going to hurt anything. I say we just keep, just keep rolling with it and put it on. But that's just me. Agreed. So next, Tyler, I don't know if you've heard about the Brewed Coffee House in oh, Lexington. Oh, boy, have I? Yeah, it's, it's been in the papers, the papers, <laughs> if people still read the papers. Uh, Brewed Coffee House, located in Lexington, Kentucky, basically openly defied uh, Governor Bashir's orders, stating that there could be no indoor um, seating for food and beverage for patrons in Lexington, Kentucky. They're basically ordered to shut down. Well, they defied those orders, and the uh, Lexington Health Department came and said, you got to shut down. And through a ruling that came down, they officially have to shut down. So now they've declared themselves an event space that people can rent out and play music, have an open mic night or what have you. I think they are still taking donations and they're hoping that some of these restrictions will be lifted in January by the state legislature, which we talked about has a super majority of Republicans. So they're trying to wait that out a little bit. Tyler, what do you think about Brewed Coffee House's move and what do you think about other businesses possibly trying to follow what they did? Uh, I I do not like this guy. This guy really ticks me off, frankly. Uh, I know he has gotten a lot of support because I've seen a lot of people on social media that are like, good for him, way to go, way to stick it to the man. Yeah, way to stick it to the man by helping spread a pandemic. That's, that's wonderful. Um, what frustrates me whether you agree with the rules or not, they are the rules. They are the laws. We don't get to pick and choose which laws we want to follow. Um, it, you know, I, I don't get to just decide one day, you know, I, I don't really like paying my taxes. I'm, I'm just not going to pay them anymore. C- kind of like Peter in the office spa- in the office space when he just decides, like, I've never really liked paying bills. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not going to pay them well, anymore. B- but on the other side, Tyler, think about this. If you're the business owner and you realize that your business is going to close down, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose if you do close down? Is it either they're going to shut it down or you have to shut it down? At that point, why wouldn't you just say like they did? Well, it's going to shut down anyway. What what does it matter if you close it or if I close it? When you got nothing to lose, what are you worried about? That's that's the best argument. But what was was Brood shut down? Was Andy Bashir's order that restaurants have to close? Or was it that they just have to do to go and curbside? He could still sell his coffee to go. And they are. Yeah, so what? Wh- why make this big fight? Like, but a coffee ev- shop is a place else. where people congregate and they sit around. That's the, the the allure of the coffee shop, Tyler. Well, I tell you what, I will never be going to Brood because I don't drink coffee, so it's not. Yeah, it's it's kind of a moot point for me too. I don't drink coffee, but I actually like it that somebody stood up against it because it, it is a difficult time for everybody. But like you and I just said, we're in the home stretch of it. If we can just get wait a little bit longer, we're right at the end. We are. So suck it up, Buttercup. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> All right, next we've got Merriam-Webster. 
does anyone still have a Merriam-Webster dictionary, by the way? Or have the dictionaries app. become obsolete now? I've got the app. And encyclopedias. Remember you had in the Encyclopedia Britannica in your Remember house the Encyclopedia salespeople, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, anyway, so Merriam-Webster, which still exists apparently, released its 2020 <laughs> Word of the Year. Brandon, can can you take a guess at what you think the word of the year would be? Have you seen? I guess I, I we should have asked if you've seen what it is. Uh, no, I have not. I'm going to guess coronavirus. Oh, you're you're very close. That was number two. Okay, oh, they, they made a list. Number one is pandemic. Pandemic is the oh, okay. 2020 word of the year. Uh, this this was pretty fascinating. On March 11th, which I think is the day that kind of everything hit the fan. In the United States, the day that the World Health Organization declared mm-hmm. COVID nineteen a pandemic. Yep. Er, yep. The searches on Merriam-Webster for the definition of pandemic, if you compared March eleventh, two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. to March eleventh, two thousand twenty, for the number of searches for the word pandemic, they increased by one hundred and fifteen thousand percent. Wow. Which seems like a lot. That that's how you get word of the year. <laughs> that's how you get word of the year. So, do you agree with their choice, pandemic, as word of the year? You know what? If it wasn't that, it would be a combination of social distancing, or six feet, or pandemic. That's all anybody's talking about. Everything that's been driven this year, whether it's the election, sports, politics, news, business, everything is driven by this. I'm not surprised at all. Um, I just hope that next year that's not the word of the year. The word of the year, (laughs) I hope next year, is, oh my gosh, we're doing awesome. (laughs) I don't don't think that's a word. (laughs) Do they give a phrase of the year? I hope that's the phrase of the year for 2020. Because when the word of the year is pandemic, it's been a bad year. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping vaccine will be the 2021 <laughs> word of the year. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm. It's an exciting word, I guess. I mean, it's kind of like it puts, a, you know, when you say pandemic, it puts like a threatening sound to it. It sounds like a scary word. It does. I get why it's the 2020 word of the year, but I'm just ready to move on from it. I don't want to talk about pandemics <laughs> anymore. I hope this is the last year that we ever have to have that as the word of the year. Amen. But the the other words of the year were coronavirus, defund, mamba, after the death of Kobe Bryant, quarantine, and my my personal favorite, malarkey. Oh, God. (laughs) Sounds like a bunch of malarkey to me, Tyler, but that's just me. Tyler, this is one of my favorite uh, stories of the Newsweek. I don't know if you heard about the White Castle mayor. There's a mayor. Wait, there's a mayor of White Castle? No, I wish. So this past Tuesday, the the mayor of Shively, uh, Beverly Chester Burton, uh, apparently couldn't get off the pole. What do I mean by that? She found her car rammed into a pole at a White Castle and was arrested for DUI. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was a little bit of a rough week for the mayor of Shively, Beverly Chester Burton. She was standing outside of her silver Cadillac when they found her, and her car was into the pole. So, Tyler, what do you think, number one, of uh, you know having late nights at White Castle, your local mayor um, falling asleep or walking around aimlessly in the parking lot, and crashing the car with a DUI? What say you, Tyler? Um, this was probably the, if you're listing the... Uh, order of events at White Castle. This is probably the ninth most interesting. I'm sure there were a lot more interesting things going on at White Castle besides <laughs> yeah. this one. Uh, this just happened to be the one that made the news. But uh, apparently, she was asleep in the car. They had to come knock on her glass on her door to get her awake. And then she claims that the accelerator got stuck and she was trying to avoid running into cars. So she intentionally swerved into the into the pole. Um, Let me tell you this. When you're swerving in the White Castle parking lot, you've done something wrong. 
Would that be safe to say? Well, I, I'm going to say that the majority of people who are at White Castle at 11 o'clock at night are probably all swerving into the parking lot. <laughs> it's she like playing probably... dodgeball. You're just trying to weave through, get your sandwiches, and get back out. Yeah, I can't imagine the White Castle drive through uh, If you work the drive through at 11 o'clock at night, you're getting some entertainment. Uh, but I'm curious, do you think this increases or decreases the likeliness of her being reelected? Well, everybody knows her name now. True. So, I mean, that's one thing. Good. No, no press is bad press, right? They always say. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that this qualifies as that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would. I'm always up for giving people second chances. Um, you know, so I, it doesn't bother me that much. I mean, it does bother me, but you know, it's she didn't kill anybody. Nothing. Nobody was harmed except for her silver Cadillac. Um, but that's about it. I say let her just move on about her life. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there is probably a segment of the population in Shively that. Uh, <laughs> We'll probably vote for her just because of this. So yeah, absolutely. I, but she, there needs to be punishment. But after that, after the that punishment is served, I think she can move on and let the voters decide. Yeah, stay away from White Castle at, after midnight. Nothing good ever happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, this, so this actually kind of ties in quite interestingly. Um, we're we're going to talk about marijuana, which I think <laughs> many of those people at White Castle with the mayor <laughs> probably had some before they got there. Okay, fair enough. Uh, some some big news on the marijuana train. The United States House of Representatives passed a historic bill this week that would federally decriminalize marijuana use. Mm. Now, it's already legal in multiple states, but this now kind of eliminates the penalty for using marijuana. Brandon, are you for or against? Tyler, this? you know what? Let me just be completely honest with everybody. I've never smoked marijuana. Never smoked a cigarette for that matter. But in my opinion, I'm sitting here drinking a glass of bourbon, correct? Why why can't we smoke a plant? I'm just asking. Because, you know, this isn't like a synthetic drug. This isn't this is a plant. It's you know, it's a natural plant on the earth. And Kentucky could make a lot of money off of it if they legalized it <laughs> as well. You know, Thank Kentucky you. needs the revenue right now, especially with all these businesses being closed down and all the restrictions. You talk about needing an injection of money. I think this, along with some other things like sports gambling, probably should be looked at as being legalized. I'm ha- I'm actually happy they're doing it on a federal level. I've never understood how we can enjoy bourbon, yet you can't smoke marijuana. I, I don't do it personally, but I've never understood that argument. It makes no sense. Sure, yeah. It's, I mean, it's one sin, and you could probably make the argument that this bourbon is worse for you than smoking marijuana. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have had uh, that. <laughs> but here's my question. I, I, I need maybe just my ignorance in this. They said it's decriminalized. Yeah. So what is the difference between decriminalizing versus making it legal? So I mean, there, there's no punishment for it, right? Well, that's true, and they've actually talked about so why not expunging just say it's people, legal then? expunging people that have marijuana arrest. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to expunge. You know, basically let them out, I suppose. So is this just going to be like kind of one of those like unwritten laws then? But if it's not, if we're it's not, not going to legalize it, but we're not going to punish you for it either. But if it's not illegal then by nature, doesn't that make it legal? (laughs) I don't know. We need an attorney. We're going to have to look into this a little bit further. I agree. All right. What's next, Brandon? Well, so this one is really interesting and something on a personal level that I'm very happy to see. So the Transportation Department issued uh, a final rule on Wednesday covering service animals on planes, Tyler. I don't know if you have any familiarity with this or have seen it, but they basically ruled that only service dogs can fly on airlines and emotional support animals do not count. So an emotional support dog does not count. Any other iguanas, lizards, ferrets that you're taking on the plane, not going to happen anymore. 
Tyler, first of all, what do you think about the ruling, and what do you think about these animals being on planes in general? Uh, this makes me so happy. When, one, I hate flying. I, I hate flying. I've thankfully never been in a situation where I had to sit next to someone mm-hmm. who brought their pet iguana or their... <laughs> Or their, you know, potbelly pig, or their peacock. I remember seeing on the news somebody brought a peacock one time. Remember seeing that one? Can you imagine sitting next to a peacock <laughs> on an airplane? That's a rough ride. I mean, though, if it starts biting you, I, I'm, do peacocks I, bite? I don't. You know. said that like, what happens when it starts biting you? I, don't I know mean, if they bite. I would assume they do. Everything bites, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it would be uncomfortable. I, I think people. I think their thought was people are abusing this, right? Yes. So it started out initially as people with, you know, high anxiety were getting emotional support animals through doctors right you know rules or whatever they're sending in but i think people were trying to bring in their own pets and say oh it's my emotional support animal and they were abusing the policy and really the only way to not abuse the policy is to set some restrictions i'm personally happy that they're doing it i mean i like dogs they're cute yeah yeah i'll pet i'll pet the dog but i don't want 10 of them on the plane with me mm-hmm. you know at a certain point i not to sound mean to dog owners but i worry about sanitation on the plane you know what i mean it's like having dogs in restaurants i'm not a big fan of it People may say, well, it's my dog. I love them. They're my family. Great. Um, I don't think that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'm actually terrified of dogs. Uh, really? Of, of big dogs. I, I'm okay with the little bitty dogs. But, I didn't know that. But Tyler. big dogs terrify me. And, and the people bring, you know, who, you, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. All these people bringing in these animals. I've, everybody was just abusing it. If you have a pet emotional peacock, that, uh, that I'll use the word of the year. That's a bunch of malarkey. Those people are not using them as support animals. They're just trying to get a free pass got it. for their peacocks and their pigs. Yep, absolutely. So, Tyler, we got one more. What do you got? All right, so we're, this is going to be uh, a little bit different. So I was reading in Time Magazine this week that they released their 100 top inventions mm-hmm. for 2020. So, so, some interesting stuff. Uh, you can go on the website and read about all 100 of them if you're, if you're so inclined. Yep. But I picked out what I thought were the four most interesting ones, Brandon. Okay. And I'm going to kind of give you a description of each one. Okay. And we're going to do a buy or sell. Are you buying this as a good invention or are you selling it? Okay. Let's do it. Okay. What do you got? All right. So, invention number one is the crazy cat. And if you're just listening to us on audio, we're going to play some video of these okay, as well. The crazy just, cap. Just to show uh, what these things actually do. The crazy cap, six, for $69.99, you can get a bottle cap that screws onto the top of your water bottle. And it uses UVC light to sanitize your water in 60 seconds. So if you're out in nature or you know <laughs> out in nature i love this description out, so far if, if you're out in nature so basically you're saying you can go out in nature as you said go to a creek or whatever or a flowing river in the mountains get a bottle of water put this cap on it and it's and it sanitizes in it? 60 seconds yes. i tell you what i i would buy it at a hundred dollars that's a great invention if you're an outdoor enthusiast or let's say you get lost out in the woods you're out hiking or you have an injury or anything what a great thing to have in your backpack. That's almost like a survival kit thing that everybody should have. I don't know. It sounds like a pretty darn good idea to me. 100%. I, I wouldn't use it in my daily you. life. You know, I wouldn't use it at home. But if I'm an outdoor enthusiast, heck yeah, sign me up. I'd pay way more for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the water we get, you know, we're fortunate enough that our water is pretty clean already. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But if you were traveling, you know, to another country or mm-hmm. something... If that was part of your job, or if you just travel a lot, I don't know why you wouldn't want this. 
So I, I'm buying this one as well. Man, makes sense. I like that one. Good start, Tyler. Buying the crazy cap. Yep, buying the crazy cap for sure. All right, number two is the Sarcos Guardian Exoskeleton. Oh, I'm scared. Okay. For the low, low price of $8,500 a month, so you have to lease them, apparently. You can you can lease them for $8,500 a month. Okay. You get a wearable, basically a robot shell that goes over your body. You, you basically turn into RoboCop is what happens. So it goes over your arms, your legs, okay. and uh, allows you to lift... Up to two hundred pounds, so this would be you know your your people you know working manual labor or working mm-hmm. maybe on a construction site. So you would no longer need the equipment; you could just put on your exoskeleton and kind of turn into the Terminator here and just. <laughs> Tyler, there's no way. Well, let me tell you what I got a cheaper option. How about you go get a gym membership for fifty dollars a month and lift two hundred pounds? There's the solution. This is an overpriced, crazy thing. <laughs> It may have some applications in the military. I could see in the military, maybe if your people are out in the field, you could sell this to the military. But for normal civilian use or even manual labor, like you just mentioned, um, if that were the case and I had the choice, if someone said, hey, uh, $50 gym membership a month to train your people and get them stronger, or you can lease this exoskeleton for $8,500, I could send probably a 1,000 different people to the gym for a month and get them stronger to lift 200 pounds before I could pay for that exoskeleton. Yeah, you, you would expect this technology to be able to lift more than 200 pounds. I'm that, not that, impressed. I thought you were going to say like 2,500 pounds. In that no. case, I'm impressed. But if you're talking 200 pounds, this is a, ugh, I don't even like It's a sell. No way. All right. I'm with you. I'm selling it, Yeah, too. that's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Okay. Next, we have the Samsung Spinning TV. For $1,500, you can get a TV that pivots from a vertical to horizontal position it can flip back and forth so you can watch it horizontally which is you know kind of what we all traditionally use but if you want to maybe scroll through social media or stream the latest tiktok video you can flip it to vertical so that it matches the orientation of whatever it is you're looking at on your phone and you can just go back and forth with the click of a remote tyler you just answered the question (laughs) What you're looking at on your phone. We already have a device for that. It's called a phone. We already have it in our pocket. Why do I need to pay $1,500 for a TV to spin around like my phone does? It's probably going to be a lot harder to manipulate. There's probably a remote control involved. When all I have to do is pick up my phone and do this. Watch. Watch. I got a spinning okay. I got a spinning TV, Tyler. Watch. Woo. Spinning TV. <laughs> Mind-blowing, right? And it didn't cost me any extra. If you told me this thing was 5 bucks, I wouldn't buy it. This, this is Five a sale. Bucks? This is a sale. You could just use it as a horizontal TV for $5. I, I wouldn't mean. use it at a principal. I don't like it. This is a sale all the way. It's overpriced. You can get a 4K HD TV for like 300 bucks at Best Buy right now. Why would you pay $1,500 for one that spins? You got one in your pocket. It's called a smartphone. Okay. Well, re- let, let, me, let me play devil's advocate to you right now. What are we... What is sitting right in front of us right now? An iPad. Is that not just a bigger phone? What's the difference between the iPad and the phone? Because you can actually work on this one. I can type up a spreadsheet. I can edit videos. I can see a bigger web page on that. I don't need a $1,500 non-mobile device in my house that spins. Just because it spins. I can get a non-spinning one for three or $400. I yeah. could I could set up my whole house with regular horizontal TVs by the time you pay for this one spinning TV. This is a sell all the way. Total waste of money. Uh I, I'm gonna buy this one. I'm I disagree what? with you. I'm buying what? it. I think this is gonna be 
I think this is going to be the future. You, you look at Gen. This is not geared to you and me. Let me, let me go ahead and say that this is to the to the Gen Zers, to all the you know influencers and everybody who's on. I don't even know how TikTok works, but all the people on TikTok, they are going to be buying this. I think this is going to be the wave of the future, my friend, with televisions. I think it's the wave of ridiculousness. No way. <laughs> no way. It's okay. a waste. Okay. Well, I guess time will tell. We'll, yep. we'll revisit this in about 20 years. Yeah, see. absolutely. <laughs> All right. Last one I've got for you, Brandon. It's called the Alter Ego. Okay. It was created by MIT. Okay. A bunch of smart people. Yep. And basically what this is, it's a device that you wear around kind of the side of your head. Okay. And... It basically can read your mind. All you have to do is formulate a thought in your mind. So you think to yourself, what is the weather today? But you don't actually say it. You just think it. And the <laughs> sensors in the alter ego will read the signal sent from your brain to the areas that you would have triggered if you said it out loud. It's like the back of your tongue. It will evaluate those sensors somehow and interpret what you were thinking and then provide you with a response. And according to MIT, they are able to successfully interpret your thoughts 92% of the time. So the hope is this could be used for uh, kind of, you know, in hospital settings for people who aren't able to communicate. Yes, okay. So in that case, I think that's the right application. For everyday use, I don't think it is because then you end up with a society of people that don't talk. <laughs> You know what I mean? And we just forget. And then what if somebody deprograms everything or there's a virus that shuts it out? Nobody ever learned how to talk or use the language. But in certain instances where you have somebody that has a disability that has trouble communicating, or if you have somebody in the hospital, I could see where that could be applicable. Only in that setting, though, really. I don't see how this would help the general public. You know, if I had, if I wanted somebody that could read my thoughts and know what I'm getting ready to say, I would just ask my wife. She knows everything <laughs> I'm getting ready to say. She knows what I'm thinking before I... Before I say it. You could have just stopped it. She knows everything. Yeah, exactly. I've already got that in my house right now, so I don't need another one. But in the hospital setting, yeah, I could totally see that. I, I just, I, I, I'm selling this because uh, until I see this actually work, I do not see how this is possible. Okay, When, when I talk out loud to Siri, she doesn't understand me 92% <laughs> of the time. So <laughs> you're telling true. me I can just think something and it will understand me 92% of the time? I'm selling it because I don't believe this actually works that effectively. I think this is yep. a bunch of malarkey. Yep. There we go. See, you tied it all in. <laughs> Sounds like snake oil to me, Tyler. I'm not believing it until I actually see it. But I actually enjoyed this first segment. It's a, a new format for us. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're going to come up with the next segment. We're going to keep uh, kind of the same pace here. Keep it fast and furious, yes. as the kids say, we're, right? We're coming back with our guilty pleasure. Oh, Are man. you ready for this? I'm so nervous, Tyler. I'm embarrassed. I'm excited, I'm nervous, but I think everyone will really like it. And uh, we will see you right after the break. Yeah, don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Episode 34, segment two of the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll podcast. This is... Brandon, probably one of the most excited times I've been looking forward to a segment. Absolutely. Because you sent me an idea this week that I thought was gold, which was to do our guilty pleasure songs. And uh, first of all, let, let me start. 
by asking the question, what do you think makes a guilty pleasure song? What what does that mean well, when let we me say descri- guilty let me pleasure it to you, Tyler. First of all, the reason I came up with this was because we've had some bad news with sports. Pandemic was the word of the year, according to Merriam-Webster, yes. which is already bad enough. It's been a pretty rough year. The sports season hasn't gotten off to the start we wanted, so we needed a lighthearted segment. Amen. Guilty pleasure songs, in my opinion, are songs that if you're... Uh, in traffic at a stoplight and your windows are down and that song comes on on your iPod, like people still use iPods, their <laughs> phone, and it pl- starts playing in your car, you creep down a little bit, you turn the volume down and you roll your windows <laughs> up and hope nobody sees that you've listened to it. That is the epitome to me of a guilty pleasure song. I like it. Yeah, or, or if you're already you know midway through the song and are jamming out and somebody catches you yeah, <laughs> as you're just belting out the lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. You yep. don't want to be seen in public belting out these lyrics or, you know, out in traffic or anything like that. So that's my definition. Okay, 100%. Now, I, you know, I, I kind of, I, 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 let me start out by saying I like all the songs that I'm going to share with you all today. Me too. The, the, the fact that these are called guilty pleasures, I kind of reject that notion. The, the, these are, in my mind, quality <laughs> songs. I can't wait to hear these. <laughs> This is so good. And, and I'm the same way, Tyler. These are all songs that are on my phone right now. If you went into my music library, every song that we're going to talk about here is in my music library. So yeah, these are not just here. like ones we're picking out of the air. No, no. I've listened to these probably in the last month, all of them. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a guilty pleasure song draft. A draft. I like it. We are going to do a coin flip for the first pick. And then basically, uh, so if I got the first pick, then you would do picks two and three. And then I would do four and five, six, seven, eight, nine. And we mm-hmm. just keep going through until we get through all ten songs. I think it's the perfect segment, Tyler. Because it gives me a chance to let people know what I really do when the camera's off. What am I listening to when we take these headphones off in between breaks <laughs> and we're sitting around talking? What do I want to have playing? You know, this is what people want to hear. Yeah, and let me also second, these are also all songs that were on my phone. Uh, When you had this idea, I I went through my entire playlist in iTunes. I came up with about 30 songs, and I handed my phone to my wife. It's like, here, honey, I want you to go through these and tell me which one of these you would be absolutely mortified that someone would know that I have on my phone. She picked out five. I took a few of them. I I picked out a couple that I thought were better. Um, so I, I think these are truly embarrassing to our spouses when we release That's these fine. to the public. That's fine. Well, Tyler, I have got the coin right here. I'm going to do the flip. I'm going to let you call it. Whoever gets the first, whoever call, or if you call it correctly, you will get the first pick. If you do not, I will take the first pick. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Heads. Tyler, it is heads. Tyler, yes. you have won the first. You have won the guilty pleasure song draft <laughs> lottery. The ping pong ball has went to you, sir. All right, you are going down now. Now, what we're going to do? We're going to do our top five. So we're, we're kind of drafting our starting five, our starting lineup here. Yep. And after the show's over, when we, when you are, as you are watching this, the audience, we want you to comment whether you've seen this on Facebook or wherever mm-hmm. with the lineup that you think is the best or maybe the worst who has built the best guilty pleasure franchise on our draft status exactly this is is an expansion team tyler we're building the team right now who's going to do it better we're both gms here we have to build this thing (laughs) together nothing's going to stop us now you (laughs) is that one of your songs i'm not going to tell you (laughs) but that's what we're doing let the people judge we'll have this up on facebook and social media we may put some clips on twitter as well but tyler i think without further ado you the ball is in your court, sir. You right. have the number one pick. You are oh, the commissioner. So Go excited. ahead and do the announcement. Okay. <clears throat> and get get in Adam Silver mode. 
with the number one pick in the 2020 Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Guilty Pleasure Draft, Tyler Bentley selects Wannabe by the Spice Girls. <laughs> You're already losing. Oh, no. You Really? Mm-hmm. That's my that's my number one. I, I went ahead and picked it number one because I was afraid you might have it. Oh boy! I'm guessing by your reaction that was not on your list. Um, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but t- why did you pick "Wanna Be"? Tyler, tell tell us what makes that a, a song that you crank in in your car. Okay, so 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 first off, I mean the the Spice Girls were were huge. I mean the, the late '90s when they came out, they they were superstars. Okay. Um. At, <laughs> It just just catchy. You you will notice that several of my songs are on here just because of their catchiness and your ability to just sit and just kind of, you know. Well, look, let me be honest. The Spice Girls, they were huge. When we were in middle school and going yes. into high school, they were huge. Nobody was bigger than the Spice Girls. They basically ran the world there for like two or three years. And that was their big song. That's what broke them. I get it. It I, was. I remember the video. Now, uh, I think if you're looking at it lyrically, uh, I think it would be... Th- this is kind of the epitome of trying to date... A Spice Girl, and and just men in general trying to figure out what a women, what a woman wants. You know, they had that movie, What Women Want. You got to get with my friends, make it last forever. Friendship never ends. Well, yeah, and, and she goes, "I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I really, really, really want a zigga zigga ah." She really wants a zigga zigga ah. So this, that, to me, this epitomizes the frustration of men in general. Trying to figure out what women want, and it's like, okay, she's she's going to tell me what she really, really wants, oh, and geez. it's to zig a zig off. Oh, and now I'm left even more confused. Yeah, you've confused the audience. <laughs> I think it's a great pick, though. It's a solid one to start out a franchise. Now, Tyler, it, with the second pick and the Lex Buds uh, guilty pleasure draft, with my number one pick, I am taking a song that reminds me of a show, Saved by the Bell, and that is Michael Bolton's. How am I supposed to live without <laughs> oh. you? No. Tell me how am I supposed to... Tyler, let me tell you something. I'm going to be honest with the audience here real quick. It's really tough to say that Michael Bolton is probably my favorite Guilty Pleasure song. The guy can sing. It's part of Zach and Kelly's breakup during Saved mm. by the Bell when Slater and Jesse sing it. And I think it's a good song. I think Michael Bolton's very talented. I like long, blonde-haired Michael Bolton, and I think it's killer. And when the when I'm in traffic, sometimes I don't even roll down the window or roll up the window. So I keep them down and listen to Michael Bolton. I think it's a great song. Well, I, I like to go ahead and think that all your songs are going to have Saved by the Bell references. <laughs> are, are you going to have I'm so excited next? Well, Is that we'll be see how it goes. Pick? But you tell me that's not a good song. You, you sit here and tell me right now. Is that a good song? I, I will say that the first thing that comes to my mind anytime I hear that song is Zach and Kelly's prom. That, yeah, that, absolutely. And it's just a good song even without that. Well, uh, it's both versions are good. Slater and Jesse can sing it, and it sounds good. And Michael <laughs> Bolton can sing it even better. It's a good song. I belt it out when I'm in the car. I mean, that that is the sign of a good song when multiple artists can sing it, and it's still good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> didn't see that one coming for your oh, first. Oh, good. Pick. This is going to be a fun segment. All right. Okay, so you you actually get to go next. So it's kind of like a snake draft yep. where you know. Yeah, I, absolutely. You get to so, get two picks in a row. All right. So with my second pick, Tyler, this song comes off my favorite movie of all time. You know what it is. It is sung by Celine Dion. And with my second pick, I'm going with My Heart Will Go On from the Titanic soundtrack. Oh, Tyler, boy. this is a song. You know when it has that flute or whatever? I, what is that? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't even know yet. what the instrument is. When, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, 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 this is it. It's coming on. And I do roll up the windows on this one. 
but you know when it has that big crescendo towards the end when it's like really mellow yeah i mean it doesn't get any better than that for me it's a great so celine dion can sing um i don't i actually like some of her other songs i'm not gonna lie i actually like celine dion there, I outed myself as a Celine Dion. I, I have a couple Celine Dion yeah, songs. But this on one, I think it comes from my favorite movie of all time. It was absolutely huge when it came out, and it showcases her voice. The music's great. I don't know. It's like one of the best written songs, in my opinion. I, I liked My Heart Will Go On the first 785 times I heard it. Was Has there ever been a more played-out song, though? I, I feel like that was on the radio... Every thirty seconds, it when was. that movie came out, it was, and it's still in on my phone right now. About every you know every other day, I listen to it. It's a good song. Okay, well, it it, it burned me out honestly, but okay. clearly it has fair not enough. For you. Fair enough. Okay, all right. So my second pick, fourth pick overall, I'm also going with a movie from a soundtrack that Ooh. is that is one of my, and, and also I know you love this movie as well. Uh, it is from the Con Air soundtrack. <laughs> Oh, yes. Do you know where I'm going with this one? I have a good feeling I know what this is. <laughs> From the Con Air soundtrack, it is Trisha Yearwood's How Do I Live? How do I live without you? Yeah, I mean, it's just such an emotional scene when Nicolas Cage gets off the, the wreckage of the plane and he's meeting his little girl for the first time. He's got the bunny. He's got the little stuffed bunny. And you've got Trisha Yearwood playing in the background. Just, just brings tears to my eyes every single time. Tyler, it's hard for me to argue with you on this one because I love Con Air. If it was on five times a day and I didn't have anything to do, I would watch it five times a day. <laughs> I absolutely love that movie. It's one of my favorite rewatchable movies of all time. And that scene is so good. First of all, because of the... <laughs> you have to suspend belief for a second because in the movie they just landed the plane on the strip of Las Vegas. Without killing anybody. Without killing anybody. <laughs> and they get out and he has the bunny in his hand. So suspend disbelief for a little bit. It's really good. And it was also covered by... Not covered. I don't know who came out with it first, but Leanne Rimes did a version. Yeah, Do you like me, one better than the no, other? No. Leanne Rimes' version is trash. Oh, God. I can't. I hate the Leanne Rimes version. Trisha Yearwood was so much better... But Leanne Rimes got all the airplay. Yeah. Uh, it got much more radio play than Trisha Yearwood, and it still makes me angry to this day. Jeez. And I still despise Leanne Rimes' version of that song for that reason. Jeez, I had no idea I hit a button like that. That's crazy. <laughs> um, okay, so what's your next pick? Okay, so my third pick, and I know that you know I have this song on my phone because back in our days when we were actually, you know, before kids and were in shape a little bit, uh, you and I used to run in the uh, was the Midsummer Nights Run. I know exactly where this is the going. The 5K in Lexington. Yes. And so but I forget what year it was, but one of the years we were just kind of talking about, you know, what what what's your first song on your playlist? Because you got to have your running playlist, right? Yep. The, the song that gets you pumped up, that's going to set the tone for the next, you know, 30 minutes or how long it takes you to run it. First song on your playlist. So we're, so you're telling me, I forget what you, you had, like maybe Motley Crue. Tyler, or, I had or Motley Crue as my first song. I'm like ready to rock out. It's heavy. I think it was Kickstart My Heart. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this first model in. I'm going to crank it. I said, Tyler, what are you listening to? And so my first song on my running 5K playlist was Miley Cyrus, <laughs> Party in the USA. Oh, I will never forget that as long as I live, Doc. <laughs> I thought you were going to have like Metallica or like some, you know, no, some no, no. ACDC. No, no, it was Party in the USA. Now, is is the in my defense, has there ever been a more catchy song? 
We're talking about catchiness. Several. I will put Party in the USA above anybody. Oh, well, apparently you have, Tyler. Um, <laughs> I will never forget that. I laughed so hard. Actually, the first mile we ran of that race, I was laughing to myself so much during the first mile that I was doing like a six-minute mile my first mile because I was in such a good mood after I seen that because this was right before the race started. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, what do you got? I've got, you know, kickstart my heart, Motley Crue. I've got party in the USA. <laughs> Dude, I cranked it. I was laughing so hard that my the pain in my legs and stuff didn't even come up to my brain to register because I was just mentally laughing so much. That's great. Well, I'm glad I could help you out to you actually help me out time on the race. That's but it great. is catchy. It is catchy. It is. I will give you that. So now it's my turn to pick, right, Tyler? Okay, you get the next two. Okay. So this one, I'm very embarrassed to say that I like this song, but with the third pick in the Brandon Boyd uh, Lex Buds Guilty Pleasure Draft... I am going with a song from ABBA, Dancing Queen. Oh, not ABBA. <laughs> yes. Not ABBA. Dancing Queen. When it comes oh in and it's God. got that piano like, you can dance. I like that song. It instantly puts me in a good mood. And I can't. I don't relate to the lyrics at all. It doesn't have anything to do Are with you the sure? lyrics. Yeah, not, you're not a dancing. Yeah, queen? see that girl, watch that scene, dig it, dancing queen. I don't dance. I don't know the scene. I don't know any of it. But their voices are amazing. The music is fantastic. And I think ABBA is just an underrated group in general. They actually have a lot of good songs. Isn't there like an ABBA musical or something? Mamma Mia. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good band. It's a good band. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But you didn't know that either. That what a what a joke. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a joke. But I, when I hear that song come on, I I do roll up the windows on that one, and I listen to it, and I sing the heck out of it. I think I do a very good version of it. It puts me in a good mood. I can sit there and groove in the car, and it just gets me pumped. And you cannot be unhappy when you listen to that song. It's too catchy and too happy. Do you also sing in the high pitch when you yes, sing along with absolutely. it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Just like the Michael Bolton song I mentioned earlier. Well, I'm noticing all three of your picks have you know very kind of high-pitched uh, voices in them. Noticing a little bit of a trend here. Well, Tyler, with my fourth pick in the Guilty Pleasure Draft, I'm going with some that don't even have a voice. Oh. Is this a song with no lyrics in it? Well, it's a song with no real singer. Huh. So with the fourth pick in my Guilty Pleasure Draft... I am choosing Millie Vanilli. Girl, you know it's true. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Say what you want about Millie Vanilli, but they absolutely dominated the year that they supposedly sang. They were all over the place, and their album was huge. They won a Grammy for Best New Artist. Okay? And you know what? If the old people that were actually singing that song, like the middle-aged people that were actually singing it, came out with that song, I would still listen to it. It's a really good song. But then you had the music video where they're doing duh, 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 duh. I'm in love, girl. Duh, duh, duh. Girl, you know it's true. I mean, catchy as heck. Dun, 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 dun. Like the little keyboard <laughs> keyboard part. Yeah. I think it's they had the look right. I know they didn't sing it. I don't even care. Because a lot of singers today, they just lip sync anyway. Millie Vanilli was an innovator. They just got crap for it. <laughs> so innovative. in my opinion, that's I don't... The, that's the first time that statement has ever been uttered. <laughs> I don't Millie care Vanilli that they didn't sing. I don't, I don't care that they didn't sing. <laughs> they could perform well. They had a great look. The song was fantastic. And I, I, I'll go to my grave saying that. Well, I, yeah, I, boy, I, th those last two, <laughs> Dancing Queen and Millie Vanilli, girl, you know it's true. Yeah. I, the, if you had asked me to name a hundred songs that you would have picked, I don't think I would have ever landed on those two. I, I listen to the, both of those um, probably every week. 
<laughs> and that's not a joke. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> I listened to Motley Crue, Metallica, ACDC, Kiss, and uh, ABBA. What, was and, ABBA or Millie Vanilli on your running playlist in the 5K? I'm not going to say. <laughs> My first song was Motley Crue. That's all that we okay. need Okay, that's all that matters, yeah. right? All right, so I've got this. Will round out my last two picks for my top five guilty pleasure songs. My number four song. You're gonna make so much fun. Of I me can't wait. Song. I'm on pins and needles, Tyler. What do you got? I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say this. I, I want you to say it. <sighs> All right, <laughs> my my number four song is "Kiss Me" by Sixpence None the Richer. Oh my god, Tyler. <laughs> oh my god. Really? You're kidding me. No, I, I kid six, you not. Six pi- I mean, does anybody even have that on their phone? I, I do. I can show it to you if, if you need six, it. You're talking about the song, Kiss Me Beneath yeah. the Milky Twilight. That that yes. song? The, the, the song that was in, and here's why I like it. Because it takes me back to a time in the late 90s. We were in high school. Mm-hmm. Kiss Me was literally in every... Teen TV show in every teen movie that came out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not a 90s teen anything that didn't have this song in it. So it's a bit of nostalgia for me, and that it takes me back to when I was in high school. <laughs> and let, let, oh, let me go ahead. This is also going to blow your mind, Brandon. This is okay. also a, a, another guilty pleasure. Okay. This song was also in Dawson's Creek which I was a huge fan of in high school. Okay. So it takes me back to my Dawson's Creek days when, sadly, our town of Whitesburg discontinued the WB that Dawson's Creek was on. Oh, man. And I couldn't And they watch, cut off your sixpence, none the richer. And I couldn't watch <laughs> Dawson's Creek and get my sixpence, none the richer anymore. Oh, jeez. I couldn't find out That's if, so if, sad. if Dawson was going to get with Joey or if she was going to go with Pacey. I actually... <laughs> I, I had to What's have, wrong with you, Tyler? I had one of my friends oh in high school God. who I, I had them record it for me because they still got it on their cable. And so they would record Dawson's Creek on a VHS tape and bring it to me at school the next day so that I could watch my Dawson's Creek. <laughs> you liked it so much you had somebody record it for you and bring it to school? <laughs> I did. Shout out, Rebecca. Thank you so much for doing oh, that. I still appreciate it uh, oh to this day. Oh, my God. Uh, but it also takes me back to the great 90s movie, She's All That, with Freddie Prince Jr. I've watched it a hundred times. <laughs> who, first of all, was Freddie Prince had to be at least 25 years old, and he's supposed I to be I think they all were. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over this Dawson's Creek thing. You're telling me you... I know we're gone, we've gone over time on this song, okay? But, the, but that's beyond the point. I, I've got to... You liked Dawson's Creek. I just want to say this out loud just okay. to make sure. You liked Dawson's Creek so much that you couldn't get it. So you had one of your friends at school record it, waited for the video, they recorded it, and you watched it on video tape. Yep. yep that, that is correct. <laughs> you had a running thing. <laughs> that is correct. Oh, my goodness. It was a great show. Have you ever watched Dawson's Creek? I have not. I know it has that Paula Cole song in it. The, yeah, that was the wait. opening montage, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny. Parents today, they're worried about their kids, you know, dealing drugs and stuff at school. In your case, you were dealing <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was in the black market for Dawson's oh, you Creek were in the VHS black tapes. Jeez Louise, yeah. Tyler. I don't even know what to say to you right now. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. 
So you just got to know me a little bit better. Yeah, I had no idea. So what's your uh, last pick? All right, my last one, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you've probably not heard of this song. <clears throat> you, you may have. Okay. Um, but it is by none other than Jessica Simpson, song titled Come On Over. Do you know this song? Yes, I know that you, okay, song. Okay, all right. I, di- I didn't know if you'd be with me on that one or not. <laughs> that is one of your... <laughs> You listen to that a lot? It is on my phone. I'm a big fan of Come On Over because... She has so many other songs. No, but that's the best. That, it's the most catchy. I'm all about the catchiness of Your the favorite Jessica Simpson song is Come On Over. Yes, 100%. Oh, my God. Tyler. Because she, she wants you to leave your dishes in the sink and leave the ice cubes in your drink <laughs> and come on over. Which, by the way, if... <sighs> If Jessica Simpson calls you and asks you to come on over, are you at all worried about the ice cubes in your drink? I don't. I don't think that's a worry that mm. Jessica Simpson really needs to be concerned with. No. If 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 she's losing dates because of the guys, like, I'm sorry, I got to empty all my ice cubes tonight. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And of course, sorry, you're speaking yeah. as a single guy. Yes, if you're of a, course. If you're a single guy, no. The only thing you're worried about is getting in a traffic accident because you're driving 100 <laughs> miles an hour over there, right? I mean, you're not worried about the ice cubes in the drink. Exactly. But I actually have a Jessica Simpson come on over story that oh. I would like to share. Oh. Uh, I actually have seen Jessica Simpson in concert at Rupp Arena. I did not know that. Okay. And when she sang this song. She messed up multiple times. And instead of, you know, you, you've been to concerts. People mess up the lyrics sure. all the time. Yeah. And they just, you know. Part of the fun going. of a live concert. Yeah. <clears throat> Every time she messed it up, she shut down the whole band, and they had to start the song over again. <laughs> oh, no. So you got to hear it multiple so times. So I got to, I think it was maybe three or four times that she would just kind of freeze and, you know, have a brain fart where she forgot the lyrics. But the funniest part was, she said, I'm so sorry, you guys. This happens to me at least once every show. <laughs> oh, jeez, that poor band. Uh, oh, God. that you know oh, All the geez. stereotypes of Jessica Simpson that you saw you know, on, on TV were, were pretty much true because she, she couldn't quite get the lyrics. But you got to hear that song multiple times, so good for you, Tyler. It was a great day. So that is your draft. So vote That's when we it. put this up on Facebook. Let Tyler know if this is going to be the starting five to build your new franchise of Guilty Pleasures. Now, to round out mine, Tyler, we went through four picks. With my fifth pick in the Lex Buds Pick and Roll Guilty Pleasure Draft, I'm going with a song by an artist that's named after food. Hmm. Can you guess? An artist that's named after a food. That artist, Tyler, is Meatloaf. Oh. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Oh, dude, that's that's just a great song. If, if if anybody makes fun of you for liking that song, they can get right out of here. Well, let, I love that. Let, song. let me tell you why they'll make fun of me. Because if people could see me in the car while I'm listening to that song, I'm zooming down the interstate. I'm doing 75 miles an hour. Right, we'll say 75. And it starts out slow. I would do anything. And then when it comes in with the drums, I'm doing air drums. Oh yeah. Do you have those songs where you do air drums in oh, the car, Oh, that, that's one of the best ones. That's okay. one of the best air drum songs. Yeah, I mean, I am doing the air drums. Do, I, do, do. <laughs> I'm doing the air drums. I'm doing the vocals. I try to stay on the road as much as I can, but when that song comes on, it's really not my fault at that point. It just takes over. I think the video is really interesting as well, where it kind of plays like a Beauty and the Beast thing, where he's got it's this It's a really mask. weird video. It's a really weird video. It's got this huge crescendo of a song. And what is that? You know, it's it's one of those I won't do that. It just it's like an open ended question. It answers it at the end. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that though. <clears throat> yeah, if you just wait to the end, which you should because the song I absolutely love it. 
wait till the end, and he tells you what he won't do for love. So the thing that makes it a guilty pleasure for me is people watching me do the air drums and the vocals while trying to stay on the road. Does that make sense? I'm with you. I think, to, to me, that is your best pick so far, <laughs> sir, out of all, all well, your to, five. to me, it's my fifth pick. So it's my fifth favorite guilty pleasure song. Tyler, I have learned so much about you. <laughs> Uh, I did not know you were in the black market for Dawson's Creek. Yep. I didn't know you got to hear Jessica Simpson sing the same song three times in a row. Uh, I think people will be excited to know that Miley Cyrus kicks off your running whenever you're ready to do your best time. I feel like people know you really well right now. Well, that was the whole point, right? Uh, to to completely embarrass ourselves in, in, front of, in front of the Lex Buds Nation... I'm sure our wives are going to be so happy with this segment that everybody now knows the songs that they have had to listen to us for all these years. Yeah, and it should be said that both of you and I had longer lists of these songs, and we may do a second draft later. But this is our first draft. These are who we're building our franchise around. So when we post this on Facebook, social media, let us know who you think the best starting five is to build your guilty pleasure franchise around. And what songs are your guilty pleasures? We all have them. You don't have to lie. It's okay. Go through the songs on your phone and let us know what you're embarrassed. What would you roll the windows up on? You know, that's the big thing. Yep. So uh, if if you could only listen to five songs for the rest of your life, would it be my five or Brandon's five? <laughs> Boy, I, th- I think people would be killing themselves if they had to listen to <laughs> I know. People are like, I would just end it. I would just end <laughs> it. Uh, but I, I think this was a great segment. Tyler had a lot of fun. But we're not done yet. We've actually got another segment coming up on the show where we're going to actually talk about sports. Yeah, there's more. Imagine that. We're going to talk about sports. We've talked about news, pop, pop culture, everything else. Guilty pleasures, but we are going to cover some sports. And uh, we will see you on the next segment. Stick around. Welcome back to segment three, Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Podcast. Tyler, we just did our guilty pleasure draft. I don't know that I've had more fun recording a segment as we did in that last one with the guilty pleasure songs draft, but it was very interesting to say the least. It was it was quite <laughs> hilarious. I laughed very hard. I hope the people listening enjoyed it as much as we did talking about it. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. But for this segment, Ty, I think it's important we talk about sports, right? We, there was uh, quite a bit of sports news that came up this last week. There's been a lot of UK-related sports, and I think we should just get into it. All right, yeah, we are a sports show after all. So I Are we? I think we, we should turn into a guilty pleasure uh, <laughs> song show, but yeah. you know, maybe that's down the road. We'll, we'll do guilty pleasure movies and foods and we could do anything guilty pleasure yeah and just like our our, uh, first segment keep an eye on the screen uh, if you're watching this on video for the topics and they'll be highlighted as we go and we're going to roll through these suckers tyler let's go what's up all right let's go up first we've got of course the university of kentucky university of kansas basketball game which took place this week Mm -hmm. cats fell to the jayhawks 65 to 62 uh that was on tuesday in the champions classic Mm -hmm played in indianapolis which seemed odd to me that both teams had to drive all the way to indianapolis to play but Mm -hmm. whatever uh the cats lost by three another struggle from the three-point line three for 21 for 14 percent for the cats brandon what are your takeaways from the game tyler i mean it's pretty clear what's wrong with the team right now 
Uh, it's a lot of me basketball. It's AAU basketball, and these guys just haven't gotten out of it. The unfortunate part is that we're seeing this more as a common theme. This isn't an unusual uh, situation. We're seeing a lot of Calipari teams where we watch really bad basketball from November up through the middle of January, sometimes into February. I mean, it's it's hard to watch. They don't know what to do <laughs> in a college mm-hmm. system when they're playing these experienced teams or really any teams. You've got a bunch of high school all-stars trying to play. You see a lot of people just holding the ball. When the ball goes to them, it just, they just stand and dribble, and before you know it, we're throwing up a Hail Mary prayer at the end to try to do something. So I think overall, just as a you know the UK program as a whole, I don't think this is something that's going to go away, and it's something we'll see a lot of as we keep going, for better or for worse. I don't like that personally. I remember a time when we used to expect excellence from UK basketball from November through the end of March up until April. Right. That's why we're the winningest program in history. We didn't win all those games and get over 2,000 wins by winning games in February and March alone, <laughs> right? Absolutely. That's not that's not how it works. We expected excellence, and we're not there right now. We've got a lot of individual players and some really poor shooting. I mean, you just mentioned it. The three-point shooting is absolutely atrocious, and you have to have the right players taking the shots. Overall, it's just very difficult to watch. It's a game we should have won. Yeah, I agree. We had that game in control. We had a... 12 point lead at one point Mm -hmm. it's a game we should have won so it was very frustrating to see things fall apart but right now i think we've got two good reliable players two we've got olivier sar yeah and we've got isaiah jackson uh and sar cannot stay out of foul trouble so i don't even know if you can count that as reliable since we, we can't get him on the floor as much as we need him right um but the the position i think of most concern right now is the point guard yeah you got to assume Boston and Jackson and Boston and Clark are going to turn things around at some point. The talent's there. Yeah, the talent is there. I don't know if the talent is there for the point guard position with either Askew or Ferments, whoever whoever's in. That that is a huge concern to me. Askew just looks absolutely lost. Uh Fair. He, That's fair. Um I mean just he he looks like just so uncomfortable like he doesn't know what he's supposed to he's do. supposed to be a high school senior right didn't he he, reclassified. he is yeah so i mean i give him a little bit of a break i you know davion mince he does get the ball up the court quickly he seems to run the offense faster and get things going a little bit faster ask you makes you do the head scratch like what are we doing but you know if you'll recall even on the anthony davis team we had marcus teague he struggled quite a bit through the he first half of the year and turned it did. around but he was playing with anthony davis <laughs> We don't have Anthony Davis on this team. Do you think it's something that gets turned around? I mean, that's the that's the million dollar question. It it definitely is. I mean, you hope so. Um, I, I think Calipari has shown a willingness to stick with these freshmen. He, he even said this week, if if we have to hit rock bottom, we'll do it. And golly, if we, if that if that Kansas game when Richmond game wasn't rock bottom. I don't know how it could get much worse than the performance in those two games. If if that's not rock bottom, I don't want to see it. So, yeah. um, but we've we've got a game coming up against Georgia Tech, a very winnable game that should be a win. I'm not overly concerned yet because Richmond and Kansas were both good good teams. Those weren't terrible losses. But if we lose any of the next three games, Georgia Tech, UCLA, or Notre Dame, I'm going to start hitting the panic button. Not hitting it yet, but I'm on the verge. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, Tyler, a little bit of more refreshing news. The UK football team has struggled this year. We, we're all aware of that. We played an all-SEC schedule. We're dealing with players that have had to sit out due to injuries and COVID protocols and things like that. But we had the game against South Carolina. And I like what I saw against South Carolina. It 
you know, it bodes well for us. Now, to be fair, South Carolina is a pretty pitiful football team. They've got two wins on the year. We've got one more than them. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, this is where we are. And when you look at the whole whole scope of the season, I know this is senior, you know, senior night and all that kind of stuff. How does the South Carolina game here at the end of the year make you feel about the season as a whole? Because now we have to look back and say, okay, where are we as a program? What What say you on that? Well, this this was a huge win. We this was a desperately needed win. As, when you look at the last two games, getting blown out by Alabama and Florida, we needed a win just for the fan base to to finish out on a positive note because there had not been much of anything positive, especially in the last few no. weeks. The season overall has been a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. There have been so many highs, you know, with the Tennessee game. And the lows with Alabama, Florida, you throw in kids dealing with COVID, the death of John Schlarman. You know, there's just been so many ups and downs with this season. I think overall we're going to look back at this season as a disappointment because you and I sat on this show before the season, I think we predicted six or seven wins. Mm -hmm. So when you look at only getting four, I think there's going to be disappointment. But this win against South Carolina was huge just for the morale of the fan base and, and moving forward and just keeping us. I think it's safe to say we have surpassed South Carolina as a program. We've beat them like five out of the last six years or something. Mm -hmm. So this was an important win just to kind of keep us in that middle tier echelon of the SEC. We're still better than Vandy. We're still better than South Carolina. Even though we lost to Missouri this year, I think we're still better than them. So I, I think that, Gives us something to build upon, at least. Yeah, absolutely, and I agree with you on moving your way up in the SEC East because you talked about the other programs. Another one we need to talk about is Tennessee, right? Tennessee, we went a number of years without even winning a game, so now we're throwing in wins at least on a sporadic basis, so we are making a lot of movement in that sense. Overall, as a program, I think you have to look at it as a disappointment for a couple reasons. Number one, like you mentioned, the win totals, we thought they'd be a lot higher, but on the other side of it, it just wasn't fun football to watch. Yeah, I often, I, I'm starting to wonder if the same person is running the offense for UK football and UK basketball. I think it's a conspiracy. Is Eddie Grand running the basketball <laughs> offense as well? Do you think that's possible? Oh, um, whatever's going on, it's just not fun to watch, whether it's basketball or football, which has made this early season such a struggle and, and what's making fans so frustrated. So I think you have to look at it as a slight step back from those perspectives. We need to be better offensively. We should have won more games. We should have been better with what we had. The team has dealt with a lot, but to be fair, every team in the country has dealt with a lot. They're dealing True. with an unexpected roster every week. Everybody's dealing with it. Yep. So, I mean, you, I don't like to make excuses for stuff like that. Everybody has got so much stuff going on, and we don't know the personal stories of all these other teams. There's 70, 80 guys on a team. You're going to have personal turmoil and things come up. This isn't the only team where that happens, even though it feels that way since we follow it so closely. So I think we've got just overall got to do better. Right, good point. Um, sticking with football, for the South Carolina game, Kentucky was at least one player short that could have played. You know, We had a lot of players out for, for COVID and mm -hmm. injuries and things, but Kelvin Joseph, our, I mean, I would safe to say our, our number one cornerback, has opted out for the remainder of the season. So... If UK does go to a bowl game, he will not participate. He has gone ahead and declared for the M I said NBA. It'd be might something as, if he, as well. be something if he quit UK to declare for the NBA draft. Yeah, that would, that would be wild. totally missed him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he declared for the NFL draft. Uh, Brandon, did, did this make you upset, disappointed? Don't care. What What were your thoughts on a guy just kind of 
quitting the team with the game or possibly two games still left in the season. Look, I don't want to spend more than two seconds talking about Kelvin Joseph. He helped us out. He quit on his team. That's all I need to know. You're already at the end of the season. Why not just finish it out? Why? Why wouldn't you do it? Even if you were tired, you were frustrated, do you think other guys on the team aren't tired and frustrated? They've dealt with the death of their offensive line coach. They're losing football games. Things aren't going the way they want. There's 75 other guys on the team that didn't quit. You know, I think that says something about I'm not going to disparage his character completely, but, you know, you're either a team player or you're not. You've made it through nine games of the season. You can't finish the 10th and the bowl game. Give me a break. Get over it, man. Suck it up. Play with your team, even if it's hard. You move on. You were supposed to be a leader of the team. I don't like the way you did it. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I I think we've definitely seen, you know, character issues with Kelvin Joseph. We've seen a lot of bonehead penalties, just unnecessary things that he's done. Uh, I, I think he's going to definitely have to get his head screwed on straight if he's going to have a chance at making an NFL. The talent obviously is there, oh, extremely no talented. Um, but yeah, like you said, to and, and we don't know all the details of what's going on, but it definitely feels like and seems like he quit on the team. Uh, apparently, he asked Stoops if he could remain on the sideline for this game, but not play. And Stoops basically just said, "Look, man, we can't have you just wandering around on the sidelines like." That kind of puts Stoops in a bad situation to just allow that. So I completely understand they came to a mutual, I think, decision to just have him opt out. Uh, But I think that I I give Stoops credit that he didn't let Kelvin Joseph do that and just hang out on the sidelines. If you love something, let it go, Tyler. Maybe it comes back. In this case, I don't care. But, uh, (laughs) you know, last bit on the football team, Tyler. We've talked about the bowl game briefly. We finished on a positive note with South Carolina. Obviously, with the schedule this year, we don't have the same requirements to get into a bowl game as normal seasons. There's been a lot of teams all over the country opted out. And as you know, there are 876 different bowl games that need to be filled by teams, which means that Kentucky is eligible for bowl games. But there has been talk about Kentucky possibly not accepting any type of bowl bid, but it seems like recently it shifted. I guess, long story short, it's going back and forth on whether they would want to do it or not. Tyler, what do you think about uh, going to a bowl game with the record that we have? And should we go? Absolutely, we should. Why? Why wouldn't you go? Uh, I mean, you get all the benefits. You get the extra practice, the s- several weeks of extra practice. You get, I mean, just all the swag that you get with going to. They get all kinds of free stuff. Like, yeah. well, who wouldn't want a free? Take that swag, baby. You know, who wouldn't want a free TaxSlayer.com T-shirt? <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> I'll I'll take it if they don't want it. But I mean, you. You get you know, the experience of one last game with your teammates for the seniors. It's you know a lot of these guys will be the last time they ever play organized football again. You know mm-hmm. not all these guys are going to get to play professionally. I mean it's just it's it's like a send off for your seniors. You know it's a reward for their four or five years of hard work. I don't know why you would not go to a bowl. And I, it seems like they're going to now, but I hope well, that they do. Well, and to me, too, even if it's not a send-off for your seniors, if you've got other guys that are up and coming that want to play, exactly. maybe guys that haven't gotten the reps that say, hey, give me a shot. If these other guys don't want to play, take us to the game and let us get some reps for next season. To me, it's a no-brainer. I don't know why the conversation's coming up. The fact that you can win four games in a season and still go to a bowl, take that as a win. Thank yep. your lucky stars that you got it. <laughs> take the payday that comes for it and the television publicity and get the heck out of there. Get some reps for your guys if you have people that want to go to the NFL draft and don't want to you know risk injury or something fine let them go let them go hang out with Kelvin Joseph that's perfectly (laughs) fine but let the other people that need to get reps 
get the reps. Why not? It's preparation for next season. It's like a free practice on national TV against another team. When are you going to get that otherwise? Exactly. Four wins, two wins. I don't care if we didn't win a single game and got invited to a bowl. If we got it, take it. Take it. Um, last thing on uh, college news, our in-state rival, just a little bit down the road, University of Louisville, has been in the news for actually two things this week. <laughs> yes. Lots lots going on at UofL. I'm sure they're excited. <laughs> Neither of which are going to be good. Uh, <laughs> for, first of which, the basket, UofL men's basketball team has paused all team activities. Mm-hmm. They had a positive COVID test. I uh, don't recall if it was a player or manager, but someone in the on the basketball area. The basketball area, yes. yes. Common terminology, Tyler, go on. <laughs> someone in the basketball the area. The basketball area, of course. <laughs> That's what we all call it. Uh, their game Friday was canceled. Still no determination on the upcoming games, whether they're going to get a play. Uh, and then also, coming on Monday... The chickens are coming home to roosts for U of L. <laughs> we will know what the penalty is from the NCAA for their NCAA violations for recruiting. Brandon, do you do you feel for Louisville? What what are your thoughts on all they're dealing with right so now? So first of all, there's two different things going on here. The COVID protocols are absolutely ridiculous. We just watched the UK football team where seven seventeen players were out against South Carolina. Correct. The game still went forward and the team still played. Why are the protocols different for football than they are for basketball? If the basketball manager's second uncle once removed has COVID, they shut the whole thing down. It's stupid. Either you're going to have a season or you're not. These protocols need to be changed or else we're not going to have anything this year. You won't, you're going to cancel games left and right. We just saw the Gonzaga and Baylor game get postponed yes. or canceled. That's the number one versus number two team in the country. I was looking forward to that so much. You're telling me that's going to get canceled. Now, on to... Their violations. Bad things happen when you bring strippers into dorms and then you violate the rules when you've already been charged with violating the rules. I don't feel bad for them at all. Bad things happen when you do bad things. I've got small children. I asked them the same question, Tyler. I said, what, what happens if you do good things? We get good stuff. Okay. What happens when you do bad things? We get bad stuff. Huh. <laughs> Great. We're done. Let's move on. Louisville needs to learn that lesson. you got to punish them and move on. Yeah, and let, let's be clear. These penalties coming on Monday are not for the strippers. Th- these no. were things that they continued to do even after they got in trouble for the strippers in the dorms. Yes. They were already on probation, and they continued to break the rules. So I don't think there's any sympathy uh, for them. They're going to get what's coming to them. also agree with you. Uh, we either play the games or we need to postpone the season. If the current restrictions are just ridiculous. Uh, yet somehow the guy for Kansas was playing who you know looked like he was about to die and couldn't breathe and had been sick, but they let him play. That was totally fine. He was a star. Oh, he's playing while he's sick. <laughs> Wait a minute. Aren't we supposed to have a whole thing about not doing <laughs> why, that? Yeah, why are we glor- you know, glorifying that? Kind of crazy. Anyway, anyway, I don't feel bad for him. What's next? In a, in a fun story, if you'll recall, Tyler, on the 2010 team for the University of Kentucky basketball team, Wall and Cousins were a formidable duo, correct? They were. They were okay. We've always hoped that they would get together in the NBA. In this case, they have. They have been traded to the Houston Rockets, and they are going to join forces, Wall and Cousins, for the first time since 2010 to be on the same team. Uh, Obviously, Cousins has had his issues with injuries. Wall is coming off an injury as well. Tyler, what do you think about this repairing of Wall and Cousins? I I think we're all Houston Rocket fans at at this point. Maybe the Kentucky Rockets or the Houston Wildcats. I don't know which way would be better. But, man, if if we can get both these guys healthy, that's going to be the key. I wish this had happened a few years ago when they were both in their prime and were both NBA All-Stars. 
who knows? You know, Cousins may not even play a game. We just don't know. He he has been so stricken with injuries. Wall has had some major injuries as well. So who knows if they both actually get to share the court, if we can get them both healthy. It will be fun to watch because, I mean, these are probably the two most beloved guys of the Calipari era. I mean, Wall and Cousins, just extremely talented, very great personalities, both of them. You, you know why they were loved by UK fans because of that. And probably the most beloved team of the Calipari era, honestly, that 2010 team. Yeah, this is what got the whole ball rolling on the Calipari train. I mean, Wall and Cousins changed the whole landscape of college basketball. They made Kentucky the cool school. And yep. the only unfortunate part is, that, like you said, I wish it would have happened five years earlier because they're both coming off pretty severe injuries. I mean, these, these aren't minor like I rolled my ankle. Right. I mean, so they're going to have to get back and prove themselves again. They're going to be playing with James Harden. So, I mean, there is some talent there, but we really don't know what's going to happen because we don't know how they've recovered from their injuries. I'm happy that they're playing together. They've talked about each other as brothers before. I'm just happy to see it, whether it's five years late or not. I'm just glad that it's happening. Amen. All right. Um, Something I was not happy to see this past week in Texas high school football. We don't talk a lot of Texas high school football. We mentioned it a few times, right? (laughs) Um, but this made national headlines. Actually, I saw this on CNN, of all places. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas high school football player was charged with a, with assault during a playoff game after he basically tackled a, a referee. He had just received two penalties. Um, he was ejected for unsportsmanlike conduct. The referee ejected him. At that point, he basically came out and, like I said, tackled him. He's being held on $10,000 bond. He was mm-hmm. removed by police from the game. And the team has actually been removed from the playoffs. So not only did he get punished, the entire team was punished. Brandon, thoughts on this young man's poor decision? Tyler, Here, it's very simple. Is he 18 years old, and did he run into somebody and knock them out? That's assault. Just because you're wearing a football uniform and the other person's wearing a referee uniform, that's straight-up assault. You do that to somebody in the street when you don't have your uniform on and you knock somebody out, bad things happen to you. We just talked about if you do bad things, you get bad things. Pretty simple, and he needs to face the consequences. As far as the whole team being punished, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. This is a singular player doing something stupid. I think the fact that you know if they discipline him, <laughs> he might get arrested or right. you know might go to jail who knows what's going to happen but how can you punish the whole team for the action of one person that part does not make any sense i don't think they should have been removed but if you're an 18 year old person and you go and just run and knock somebody out i mean you can see the video it's unbelievable he just straight up runs into him knocks him out you can't do that bad stuff happens yeah it's it's i i oftentimes feel for referees dealing with high school middle school sports i mean they're already getting verbal abuse from parents on the sidelines. I mean, you know, as somebody who used to coach middle school sports, I can tell you that the, those referees do not get paid enough. Uh, but now, I mean, this just takes it to another level. But I think this is kind of just an indication of, you know, kids see their parents yelling and arguing with officials. No, they don't and, do that, Tyler. You're full of, you're full, a bunch of malarkey as far, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so I, I think this is, you know, kids reflect what they see. They, they follow the example that their parents and the adults around them set, which is just this complete lack of respect for sports officials. 
You know, you make a bad call to my kid. You know, you're. I mean, you get you get called every name under the sun. And I, I think we're so, so, at some point something's got to be done. And I'm glad that they've made an example with this kid and that they are charging him with it. I mean, I it's completely a completely agree with it. It's against the law. Yeah, it's straight. You cannot do that. So I, I was glad to see it too, Tyler. That's uh, all for our rundown. But I do want to m- mention one other thing. We got some news last night, and I texted you at like what midnight, one a.m. or something like that. Uh, if you've been following this show at all, you know that we have discussed uh, Superintendent Manny Cock before. I mean, uh, we've posted stuff on Facebook in our in my disagreement with some of the stuff that he's done. But we would be remiss if we did not mention the sad story. I mean, this was like, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening. Superintendent Manny Cock passed away. He stepped down from his post, I believe, this past Monday. Mm-hmm. And Friday night... I mean, we got the news that he had passed away. I mean, let me just say this. I've been very critical of him. Would that be fair? 100%. Right. And I think this is something that people need to be aware of. You can be very critical of people. You can disagree with people politically. You can disagree with people personally. But at no point in my life do I want to see somebody not be here anymore. So I wanted to mention that because I feel really bad for his family. Uh, My understanding he's got teenage kids as well mm-hmm. uh, it's just absolutely nuts um, and I feel really bad I, I don't feel bad about the critique because I think you should always be able to critique no matter sure. you can critique us as far as that goes but I just feel bad for you know you, when you just think about people's family it just is like a gut punch you know yeah yeah there, there's definitely there's always a separation from from criticism and someone's personal well-being mm-hmm. um yeah, just just dev. I, I was in shock when you when you sent me that last night. I, c- I couldn't believe it. You know, he he had just stepped away less than a week ago, and you know, it's 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 kind of like he uh, almost knew that his health was fading very quickly. Uh, no details have been released on exactly what happened yet, but and they may never be. I mean, yeah. we, you got to respect their privacy, sure, sure. But there could be stuff that we don't even know. Yeah, but. The facts that we do know are that he served as superintendent during a very tumultuous time. I mean, during a time that he probably never thought he would see, or any superintendent would ever see in their entire life. And while I may completely disagree with some decisions he's made, that does not negate the fact that he's a human being, he's got a family, and nobody's perfect, and you won't agree with half the stuff we say either, right? But we still have families, we have a life, and, you know, it just sucks, I don't know yeah. how else to put it. It just kind of sucks that yeah. that happened, you know. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine uh, the the last year for him. I mean, just just the emotional stress alone of dealing yeah. with all this just had to be unbearable. So uh, heart hearts, you know, prayers go out to to Manny's family, mm-hmm. and um, we we wish them wish them the best during this difficult time. Yeah, it's just super sad. But I, you know, I didn't want to end the show on a you know, a negative note, but at the same time, it would be crazy for us not to mention that. Absolutely. Because we have brought him up quite a bit. So, our, you know, like you said, our thoughts were with his family. It's just sucks. It's sad that that happened. But, uh, you know, just he was only 49 years old. So for everybody out there, just remember that, you know, not every day is guaranteed. You and I talked about this a little bit before the segment. Yep. Not every day is guaranteed, right? Uh, you know, the superintendent, somebody that was doing really well for themselves uh, financially and personally, just you know, dies at 49. You're not guaranteed another day. Live your life in a safe 
you know, right. normal way. Don't do anything crazy, but just don't take things for granted. And in that sense, I think that is a good note to leave the show on, is to live and enjoy every bit of life, even these tough UK football and basketball, <laughs> you know, games when we win or lose. Just enjoy it, okay? Because, you know, we're here, we're getting through all this stuff. Um, we're going to post these videos on our Facebook page on LexBuds.com as well. Make sure you follow us there for some unique content, LexBuds.com. On Facebook, just search us LexBuds and Pick and Roll. And on Twitter, at LexBuds as well. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And Tyler, I uh, think it's been a fun show. We changed the format a little bit, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very fun. We did. I think this was a change for the best. And if you if you like it, uh, if you enjoyed today's show, what you've heard, please leave us a, you know, a five-star review on uh, the podcast or leave us a comment even better give us some feedback on what you think and if there's ever anything you'd like for us to talk about send us a message we will we will respond to any comments messages we get yep. and we, we are all about in interacting engaging with our fans with our listeners so yep. we, we want to hear from you and, and let us know what you think absolutely tyler it was fun appreciate it and we'll see awesome. you guys on the next episode stay, stay classy, classy kentucky, kentucky.